online, on Radio Player, and on 106.6 FM. This is Wickham Sound. Welcome to Mimi Meets, and this is Mimi Harker, and as with every week, I like to bring you somebody who has really had an influence on my life, who's really made an impact on me, and who I think is absolutely brilliant, and this week is absolutely no different whatsoever. So this is a lady that I met some years ago, and we were both speaking at the same WI AGM at the Waterside Theatre in Aylesbury. And this lady has the privilege of me telling everybody that she's the only person who I've ever heard speak where I've jumped up from my chair at the end of her speech and I ran down the aisle in my great big heels and I flung my arms around her neck and just hugged her for the story that she told us that day. So my very special guest this week is Patricia Pierce, MBE, and Pat, I'm going to call you Pat if that's all right. Please but, do. But welcome to Wickham Sound. It's such a pleasure to have you here in the studio. Mimi, thank you so much for inviting me. It's so nice to see you again. Too. It's wonderful to see. We've got so much to catch up on. We have, definitely. <laughs> so, Pat, tell me a little bit about Dreamflight, which is the charity that you founded. What is it and who's it for? Right, well, it's in its 33rd year now, can you believe? Amazing. And um, basically what we do is we charter a 747 aircraft every year and take 192 seriously ill or disabled children to Orlando for a 10-day holiday, fun-filled and, and action-packed. And we don't take any parents with Whoa, us. Whoa, parent-free. <laughs> Absolutely. We don't want them because we... It's so funny because when we uh, see parents afterwards and they've seen the videos... They can't believe their child has gone on some of the rides. And done because, all the things they've because done. Because if they'd been there, they wouldn't have allowed them. But yes. with us, if the doctors say they can do it, they can do it. They can do it. So off we go. And um, we're going in October every year. Mm-hmm. And um, we visit all the theme parks. We do Magic Kingdom. We do Islands of Adventure, SeaWorld. We have a, a nice beach day, Blizzard Beach. And that's quite funny because Orlando is inland. And last year we had a little boy playing in the sand and he said to me, Oh, Pat, I've never been on a real beach before. Oh. And I didn't like to tell him the coast was miles away. <laughs> I thought I would shatter his illusions. Oh. Uh, then we do um, Universal Studios, we do Hollywood Studios. And the last full day, every child swims with a dolphin. Oh, how wonderful. That is my favourite How day. magical. How absolutely magical. And these are not just any children, are they? No, they're, they're seriously ill or have a disability. So, And I think they deserve a treat in life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing that always makes me laugh, too, the very last day, because we fly home on the Monday night, is they go shopping. <laughs> well, like you, Mimi, I think I'm a shopaholic. Oh, yes. <laughs> but those kids can beat me hands down really? with their shopping because we have no weight limit Ah, you see no 23 kilos ah. per luggage if you want to take six suitcases you take six wow because we've chartered the aeroplane so it's ours amazing so, absolutely amazing so you have how many children do you take you 192 say? from all around the country so 192 children from all around the country and you have a full medical team on board yes I do um, all volunteers we have um, 15 doctors of whom four are consultants. Wow. We have over 50 nurses, over 13 physios and other non-medics and an entertainment team. But everybody gives their time. You know, to give up, for a consultant to give up 10 days holiday... Absolutely. ...is huge. Absolutely. And so when the aircraft took off in October last year, there was just one person on that aircraft that got paid. It was one of the girls in the Dreamflight office. Right. 
Amazing. So what I can say is virtually all the money, I think we're less than 5% of the money raised goes on running the charity. Yes. Obviously, I need an office. Of course, absolutely. Well, you, so, oh, you, of course you do. Yeah. So everyone's a volunteer. These are all specialist medical people who all give up their time yeah. to come along. What about the, the crew and who flies the plane and what about them? They're all... Um, they have to be on duty, obviously, um, for the flight out. But they don't get their allowances when they're over there like they would a normal trip. They right. stay with us the whole trip. Yes. And they have to fundraise to earn their place uh-huh. on it. So when we land, they're there for the 10 days. They get uh, dispersed out to a group because mm-hmm. there's 12 groups right. from all around the country. Right. So they then become part of that group until the last day they don their uniform and fly everybody home. <laughs> amazing, absolutely amazing. Incredible. You see, I've always been a real passionate um, advocate for volunteering. I've done it myself since I was very young. I've spent my entire adult life as a volunteer. <laughs> and, um, I, and I get so much joy just from being a volunteer. It just makes, you know, whatever I have to go without because I don't have a full-time paid job, it doesn't matter because my heart is always happy. Yeah. And I think that's such a nice way to be. Um, I, I mean, I you know, 26 years I've done it, and to have you know to hear about wonderful people with skills and talents giving up their time to coming out and supporting children who are seriously ill or disabled, mm. and to help them have this absolute dream holiday is just a joyous thing to hear. Well, it is, and I, I often say to people, people thank me for starting it, and I say, I only had the idea, but I couldn't do it on my own. Could I? I've but got to have. An idea. And of course, we have American helpers too. Um, when we open the aircraft doors, and there's about 44 American helpers that move into the hotel for the whole week with us, and another 20 a day come in on a daily basis. But some of those helpers have been with me over 25 years. Amazing. And Americans don't get a lot of holiday time. Uh, yes, yeah, not like we do here. It's something no. like two weeks, isn't it? Something, and they give up a week yes. between five, And every year. Amazing! Just, I'm just so feel so honoured and humbled by them, you know. Well, it's you. You've inspired that in people because of the project that you've created, and it's not just a project um, that you know was a one-off. It's as you say, this is your thirty-third journey that you're planning. But this it was year. supposed to be a one-off. It was supposed <laughs> to be. Yes. So tell tell us how it all started. Well, um, a lot of people know I was a cabin crew for British Airways, which I did for thirty-nine years and loved every minute, and. After we, we used to do for three years, we did a, um, a thing called Skyride, yeah, which was we the I think uh, it was um, Belfast, Newcastle, Birmingham, Manchester, and London cabin crews. We used to raise money and take an aircraft up all because Lo- London had the jumbo because we had a bigger aircraft. And we used to take underprivileged children up in December with Father Christmas. On oh, board. wow! So that was fun. Then <laughs> uh, the third year, Birmingham hadn't raised enough money. And I was on the committee for this. And they said, well, why don't you all come to Birmingham land? And the Disney World Road Show was touring Europe at the time. So we'll all go to the show. So we all dropped in there, went to the show. And I had four children in wheelchairs on the right. jumbo that I was in charge of. And just to rewind fractionally, it takes a lot of ground staff to get a jumbo in the air. But only the crew can go on it. So right. they don't see so I decided we would have a party in the canteen at British Airways when we got back with the ground staff. Okay. So off we go to this show, which I managed to get a little video of it, um, the show. And it was watching these four children in wheelchairs, watching Mickey and Minnie come out holding hands, and it's a small world after all. <laughs> and their eyes, Mimi, were like oh, saucers. Oh, how lovely. And that left an impression on me. 
So back to London we go. It's making my eyes go watery. That's <laughs> just wonderful. And then we're in, in the canteen and we're having, I openly admit, a few glasses of wine. Yes, indeed. And, yeah, as you have to as when you're must, celebrating, yes, you've done indeed. a good thing, Absolutely. you're on a high. Absolutely. So we, we showed the video to the ground staff. And because it shows Mickey and Minnie, so we're all up dancing. It's a small world after all. <laughs> and somebody shouted out, so what are you going to do next year, Pat? Now, this was a throwaway line. Yes. Oh, well, we go to Disney World itself. <gasps> well. Have you ever had that feeling the next morning when you're a bit oh. hungover? <laughs> it's awful to admit this, isn't it? But I will. <laughs> and uh, so the phone started ringing and people were saying, you are going to do it, aren't you? Wow. Thought, oh. Suppose I'm gonna. So I thought, right, I'll do one. Wow! And the rest is history. Wow! And you know, um, Lord Marshall, Colin Marshall, was in charge of BA at that time, and I went uh, to him about chartering an aircraft and things like that. And I remember him saying to me, "You know what you're starting, don't you? Can you imagine me? Yes, of course I do. You know. Yes. Um, but years later, I met up with him, and I said. Do you know what, Lord Marshall? You were right yes. and I was wrong. He said, I knew it wouldn't be one off. Yes. But wow. So what he knew me amazing, better than I knew indeed, myself. But what an incredible <laughs> legacy. Yeah. I mean, this is fantastic what you've created here because I had the privilege and the pleasure of coming along to one of your um, farewell parties when you take off from here. Yeah. And just to see the looks on the faces of the children, some of them have travelled from quite far yeah. to come down to you know the, the London meeting point yeah. um, to be part of this wonderful trip. And they're a bit bemused. Some of them have never been away from their parents before, some of them. That's right, they've right, only been yeah. in hospital or yeah. with their parents, mm. you know, a lot of them. Mm. And this is such a huge adventure to undertake because it's not just one or two days. It's not a long weekend. Yeah. It is ten days away. But, Mimi, can you tell me why? It's always when we do that first night yes. at the party. Yes, It's the boys that are more homesick than the girls. It is, isn't I it? I don't have children, <laughs> so somebody's got to explain it to me why the boys oh, are more... Do you know, I just, I don't know, because um, I've got one of each... And I feel equally, mm, I don't know, I actually feel my son's probably more vulnerable than my daughter. There you go. See, my daughter, anywhere, anything she chooses to do, she'll have researched it, she'll have put the common sense approach to it, she'll have asked the, a thousand questions, she'll have organised everything and she'll know it where everything is that she needs to find at the other end should there be a problem. And even if there isn't a problem, yeah. she, she's organised, she's so thorough. Um, if I go away, I ask her to look at my itinerary and to help me get sorted out. Whereas my son, love him to bits, and, you know, I don't know whether it comes with being super intelligent. My, both my children are first-class honours graduates. Wow. Which I'm so proud of them. You should be. Indeed. But my son doesn't, he just seems to lack that little element of common sense, so I do panic about him. I won't say worry, I'll say panic. Yeah. And the children know that that's absolutely true. <laughs> We have a we have um, a family WhatsApp page, and we just exchange bits and pieces on there. And brilliant, it's just obvious, you know, who who mummy's worrying about all the time. <laughs> Talking about WhatsApp group, what's interesting on Dreamflight, we don't let them bring mobile phones with oh, them. Okay, oh, that's interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, and um, it's quite fascinating, really, because I don't want them losing them, and it could cost a lot of money. Yes. And I was sitting with a group of uh, boys. Our, our age group is 8 to 14. Right. And I was um, sitting, having lunch with a group of boys from the northwest of England, um, out in Orlando. And one of the boys said to me, do you know one thing I like about doing flight? I said, what's that? He said, you don't let us bring mobile phones. And I was quite sort of gobsmacked yes. by this. And I said, well, why is that then? 
And he said, because we talk to each other. Oh, amazing. But if you walk into a huge, great dining room, yes. there's 192 children, there's not one phone out. Yes. Actually, it's quite amazing. Yes, in this it is. In day this day and age. age. Absolutely. Oh, no, that really is. That's yeah. fantastic. And you do notice it. I, at my um, dinner table, I'm afraid I have a no phones policy. Oh, yeah. And if the children forget, I will, you know, they're adults now, and I'll say, no phones at the table, please. <laughs> we need to talk. It's a lovely opportunity just to catch up, it especially because my daughter doesn't live at home anymore. Aww. So when she comes home, it's like, let's let's throw a party. Let's have the champagne. Let's get, you know, celebrate. Because I love seeing her when she comes yeah. home. I miss her enormously Aww. living away. I really do. And But you have to let them go. That's the thing. Yeah. And I guess that's the lesson that the parents of these children are learning. Yeah, I think... For some of them, that might well be the first time that they've had to let go. Absolutely. And what I find is the children learn from each other. Yes. Um, and I'm quite amazed how knowledgeable they are about their illnesses. Mm. I remember the first time. I'm not medically trained. That first year, I can remember walking into the breakfast room. There were tablets all over the tables. I mean, you know, some of them take something like 30 tablets mm. a day. I thought, my God, I hope they're not swapping them like sweets. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is me, my non-medical thing. And yet, you know, I just was so interested how knowledgeable. Yes. Yes. We had one boy last year, he got a um, prosthetic leg. Right. And because sometimes the stump swells up mm-hmm. in the heat, so mm-hmm. the leg comes off and you find it. It's in the middle of the dining room table. I mean, this is dream flight. <laughs> I was walking past one of these tables with this on it, and the other boy is saying to him, well, I don't know why I was chosen to come on dream flight. I've only got cancer. Oh, and I thought that's why you're here, darling. You oh, deserve a treat. Oh, oh, that's just oh, that's just broken my heart. But you see, they see somebody worse off themselves, and they realise, oh, I'm not special. Oh, don't you've set me off. You have set me off. <laughs> so, what's the MBE for? For dream flight. For dream yes. flight. Yes, quite, yeah. absolutely, quite right too. And yeah. there should be more recognition of that sort of thing because it's amazing what you do. So, dream flight. We were talking about it in the first part of the show. It's for children who are very poorly or who are disabled. And they go away on this once-in-a-lifetime trip. And I will ask you, there are two things I need to ask you on the back of this. So, A, how do the children get chosen? And B, who pays? Right, the children are chosen. We have a nomination form, which is almost a medical questionnaire, if I'm honest. And that is online at the moment. You download it from the DreamFlight website. And it has to be completed by a medical professional. Um, so a parent can download the form, but they have to take it to a, a medic, a nurse or a doctor to complete it. And the reason we started doing this, and I totally understand why, parents are a little bit economical with the truth. Yes. Um, obviously, because they wanted us to take the child. Yes. But what they weren't realising, we can cope with more than they can on yes. a family holiday, but we just need to know what we're coping with. Because we might have to hire an equipment or something, which we will do. So that's why. So, that, and you bear in mind it's all over the country. Mm-hmm. The country split into twelve areas. Mm-hmm. So each of the character name, and then in each is it a Disney character name? Disney or SeaWorld? Is yes. it? Yeah, oh, all, all Orlando okay. based because we go to all the parts. So I have to indeed, be very careful. Indeed, indeed, indeed. And uh, so when the trip goes, in each group there's a group leader in charge, a doctor, three nurses, a physio, three non-medics, and sixteen children. So these medic, these nomination medical forms, go to the doctors in those groups first, who right. will narrow it down to about maybe 26, 28. And they go to our medical director, um, Professor Simon Bailey, who's up in Newcastle, mm-hmm. and he has the final say on who goes on the trip. Amazing. So, 
No. There's, there's a lovely story about Simon. He was at Stoke Mandeville and it, as a houseman when we first met him oh, many really? years ago. He met his wife on Dreamflight. Oh, how lovely. Yeah, he's a physio and uh, now he's our medical director. Oh, how fantastic. How absolutely fantastic. And when he comes, he's it's not like, open to bribes, just letting you know I that know. now. <laughs> and the years, years he, he does every other year. And the year he's on it, it's like having 193 children, I can tell you. <laughs> His laugh is so infectious. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Okay, so that's how the children are chosen. Yeah. And then they all meet up in London and they have this amazing pre-flight party, which I've been, yeah. as I said, privileged yeah. to attend. It's just beautiful atmosphere. It really is. and such fun. Um, and they do lots of things at that party. But all of this costs money. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, do you get a massive grant from the government? No, we don't get any um, grants. And, uh, in fact, we don't even really have a major sponsor. Um, most of it's done by or not done by individual people fundraising. And I've always said, I want adults to do something that, or challenge themselves yes. or do something they want to yes. get sponsorship. And the kids get a holiday, so it's full circle. And it just... It just blows me away what people think of to do. Now, we, we do have Ian Poulter, the golfer, the Ryder yes. Cup golfer. He's our uh, patron. And he does a big golf day in Orlando in December. And that raises mega bucks for us. And I'm mm-hmm. so grateful. Um, but other things are done by people doing groups get together. There's the usual marathons, as you know. Yes. Then we had um, Dreamflight crew or BA Cruise are fantastic. Last year, 31 of them swam from Alcatraz yep. and raised money. Wow. Two, two crews flew to Hong Kong, did the longest zip wire. Wow. Then they've climbed Sydney Harbour Bridge. Um, they've abseiled down Table Mountain, Cape Town, and they take family members along and then things like that to do it. And it's just that that makes me realise how committed people are people are yes. to raising it costs ballpark figure three quarters of a million pounds wow. a year to do you know every year it changes the cost of the airplane due to of fuel course. prices of and you know Mimi even the exchange rate yes. one year added 60,000 pounds to our bill because of, we didn't Ooh. get so many dollars and because wow. we have to put an awful lot of money of course because you know you've got an aircraft to get yes. you've got 235 hotel rooms a night yes Twelve buses a day. Yes. Entrance to the theme parks, yep. and then you feed four hundred and twenty people, which yes. is what we are. Yep. Three meals a day. Amazing. Quite you don't. Yes. When you, yes. Bill. It is a big catering <laughs> bill. I was going to say I'll help with the catering, but no, I don't think I could cope with that. <laughs> a lot I love of baking cooking. to do. <laughs> I love cooking, but no, I don't think I could do that much. <laughs> Indeed, but it is it is um, mind blowing actually when you break the figures down like that and what it is you're actually trying yeah. to raise the money for. What is the most extraordinary thing that someone's done? I mean, I think the year that I came along to one of your farewell parties or your leaving, what do you actually call them? It's a departure party. The departure party. Um, when I came along to that, there were some Japanese people there who'd actually come 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 in specially. Gosh, you remembered that? Yes. I've got a story to tell you about that. Go on. Yes, his name is Sam Tanaka and his wife. Mm-hmm. And he is ground staff in Tokyo. Right. But now he flies to Orlando and he comes and spends the week with us oh, as a helper. How lovely. So he's Sam is still, and I will tell him. How lovely. Um, that that you've remembered him. I did remember him because I just thought, wow, that's amazing mm. that this charity has inspired somebody to fly over from Japan yeah. to be a part of what's going on here. Yeah. 
It's it's just amazing. And I know sometimes when you say to people you've got to raise two quarters of a million, you think, oh, my God, that's a huge yes, amount. huge. That my little bit won't make any difference. But it does. But it does. It does. And I can remember, I don't know if I've told you the story before, one of the first fundraising events I went to down in Portsmouth mm-hmm. at the Working Man's Club and um, to receive a cheque. And I, I went to the ladies, and when I came out, it was a, an old boy shuffled out of the gents next door, and he came up to me, and he put a pound coin in my hand. He said, that's for you, love, for the kids. I'm sorry oh. I haven't got any more. I can still feel that pound oh. now, and it means just as much of to course. me. And, and I say to people, but if everybody gave me a pound, yes. just a pound, Absolutely. it will all add up. You know, I couldn't agree with you more, because, of course, fundraising is one of my raison d'etres. And I say that to everybody. It doesn't matter what the event is. What you want to do is involve people and make them feel a part of that dream. Yeah. You know, and make them just feel a part of the achievement and what's going to be happening. And, you know, the happiness that so many children are going to be experiencing having gone away on one of these amazing holidays. Absolutely. It's incredible. Whether it's a cake bake sale at school, you know, that's right. You know, raises a couple of hundred quid maybe from the whole school. Wonderful. It is. It's brilliant. And I love going to the schools to collect the money too. I will go out. Uh, I was asked last night if I would go to school in Richmond. I said, just give me the date and if I'm around, yes, I'll do it. Absolutely. Um, Because it does mean an awful lot to me. And I always say to people when they write, I go to a fundraising event, they say, I'm sorry, it's not very much. I said, it's not always what you raise on the day. People go away knowing about us. So you don't know where else it's going to lead, Absolutely. do you? It's that word of mouth Sorry. thing, isn't it? It's that word of mouth it thing. It is. Because, you know, uh, you well know I won't spend money on advertising. I'm yes. too tight-fisted. Well, no, I think you've got a point there because a lot of charities have picked themselves up a bit of a reputation by spending money on so much periphery yeah. stuff that they haven't, you know, people think, well, if I'm giving my money to that, is it actually going to the cause or is it going to the, you know, the paraphernalia around the cause to yeah. make the cause look good? Um, and that is a big question that people face, especially nowadays when money is so tight for so many people. You know, it you is. have to think hard about where you're going to put your hard-earned and cash. I think maybe what we're proud of is the fact we have a small office in mm. Chesham. Mm. Um, I've got um, two full-time and three part-time staff. Yes. Everybody else is a volunteer. Yes. And uh, that's what it means to me. And I say to people, because I'm so tight-fisted and I won't spend the money on advertising or big offices now, so that's when I say to them, will you go away and do me one favour? Will you tell one other person yes. about DreamCloud to look at our website? Indeed, absolutely. That's how we spread the word. Absolutely. And by you inviting me here today, you're oh, helping me. <laughs> I'm so pleased that we've managed to get this date in the diary because it's something that's been sitting there with me. I have a list of all the people I want to come into the studios and talk to because I'm so fortunate to know so many amazing people. But, you know, the story that you, you, you're sitting here and telling us, oh, it's just, it's just heartwarming. It's just, oh, it's just so lovely to hear what you do and how many people benefit. How many children do you think have benefited? If, you, it's, if it's 192, come on, mathematicians out no, there. No, the first one I took 288. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so don't go there. <laughs> so 31 times 192 yeah. plus 200. It's 6,022. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that's 6,022 poorly, very poorly, yeah. and disabled children who've gone and had an amazing time. Yeah. And on the last day, swam with dolphins. I don't think I yeah. could ever do that, actually, because you know me and my swimming fear. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Yes, it's one of those things that really I have to overcome it. I really do. But I don't know how I'm ever going to overcome it. Everyone's tried with me. Have you ever touched one? No. I say to the children before they go in, I say, what do you think they feel like? To me, they feel like, you know, if you 
um, take the shell off a hard-boiled egg. Yes. It feels like the egg white oh, touching really? that. Yeah. So it's that almost that almost dry velvet. Oh, it's, it doesn't feel wet at all. Oh gosh. So. Oh wow. And in fact, I actually did swim with the dolphin three years ago, and I was furious because I will not let any adult swim. It's you've got to get 192 children. Yes. So when I got to the park, it was our 30th anniversary. Yes. And Seawall said to me, you're swimming with a dolphin today. Said, no, no, I'm not. Adults aren't allowed to. They said, we don't care what your rules are. These are our rules yes. and it's our present to you for oh, 30 years. Amazing. What I didn't know, Sally from my office had been in my room to make sure I got my swimsuit with oh, me. So brilliant. that she, I couldn't get out of it. How I did brilliant. actually have it because I usually go to the paddle. And yes, that, you know. yes. But how brilliant. But and was how was a, it? It was fantastic. And the SeaWorld people say it, because I've worked with them for years, obviously, said, we wanted you to experience what you're giving these children. Yes. That was so nice of them. Oh, that's just lovely. And, and quite right, too. And I can't believe that it took 30 years for you to do that. Well, you see, no parents are allowed to do it. And no, you know, no adults yeah, are allowed to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. And so when you, when you get in that water with a dolphin, I mean, what are they like? Don't they get fed up with all these people coming in to I sort of be know. with them? I think also, it's very interesting, I think they know there's something wrong with these children. They're very caring. And in fact, the staff there actually ask their bosses when stream flight come in. They, come in, they volunteer to come in on their days off and help because we need more people. Yes. But they all come in. Amazing. So it's... Um, Amazing. And then some of them now, the trainers... We've had as daily helpers. They yes. come in for a couple of days. Oh, you, oh, you've made me want to come and help now. <laughs> I want to come and help, Pat. You know, let me come. Let me come and help one time. Let me. Come. I can't do any water bits, but I can. I can do everything else. You know, I'm you wouldn't practical. do the summit plummet. Then you go straight down oh, seventy-five no. feet. Oh no! End up with a wedgie. Oh no, no, no! I definitely wouldn't. Anything water, I can't do. I remember you mentioned zip wire earlier. Oh my goodness! I remember this tiny, tiny baby little zip wire in Chesham that the mayor had set up as a fundraiser. Oh yeah! I had PTSD for weeks after it took them nearly an hour to persuade me to do it. Oh no! And and I really, I was reliving the moment when I came off the platform I was oh it was it, no no not for me <laughs> so listen in April we've got a wing walk you don't fancy oh, that no no I don't think so I've got this absolute morbid fear of anything I can't control oh, I yeah. think that's what it's come down to I think having all had all the therapy I've had and you know people delving into my mind to see what's going on in there I think it's a lack of control thing Right. So I don't ski either because I have no idea how to. Because whenever we went on skiing holidays, they just shoved me in the nursery and they all went off and did their own thing. So, <laughs> Oh, you're going to make me feel sorry for you now, aren't well, you? Well, you know what? I'm talking and I'm sitting there thinking, gosh, that's really sad. <laughs> Poor Mimi. <laughs> Love it. Love it. But I did enjoy the glue vine more than they did because I had much more time oh, to right. do it. If they yeah. thought I was going to hang around the nursery all day waiting for them having fun on black slopes and whatever, <laughs> no chance. <laughs> oh, brilliant. I just brilliant. left and found the nearest place to sit down and get, get some glue vine down me. <laughs> then I found a bus to take me shopping every time. <laughs> See, I knew shopping would come into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. You're listening to Mimi Harker and this is Mimi Meets. And my very special guest today is Patricia Pierce, MBE, who is the founder of this amazing charity we've been talking about, Dream Flight, which started off as a one-off idea. And now we're preparing for the 33rd trip. <laughs> amazing. Frightening. It is frightening. So, Pat, when you look at that and look at your legacy, how does that make you feel? I feel very humbled, really. People say you must be proud. But, you know, what I'm proud of is the children, not what I've done. I, all I've done is put something together that they can meet up and they make lifelong friends as well 
through Dreamflight, you know. Indeed, and, indeed. Uh, I tell you what, social media has had a lot to do with this because, you know, we, we have a Facebook page, we have a Dreamflight mm-hmm. USA Facebook mm-hmm. page that the parents can watch when we're in Orlando and we're blogging twice a day. Um, but children from the very early years are getting back in touch with us which is fantastic. It you know, is which amazing. We didn't have, you it's know, wonderful. when I started it in 1987, we didn't even have email. Indeed. I had to pick the phone up and type a Absolutely. letter. Absolutely. It was email. Know. It was um, phones and fax machines. Yeah. I remember it well because that's how all my campaigning started. It was phones and fax machines. Yeah. And, you know, that was everything you did. You couldn't just send 10,000 emails to, you know, blind copy yeah. in, one, in one go and hit the button and off it goes. Nothing like that. So I remember it well. <laughs> <laughs> so I love social media. Well, you know, the media, if it's used properly, I love it. Absolutely right. And so do I. It's a great tool to have at your fingertips, yeah. to, you know, just to get the word out there about things going on. So before the break, we were talking about the achievements um, on, you know, for the children and the fact that it gave them confidence and mm. it made them realize how much more they could do. And I know because I've met them that some of your Dreamflight children have gone on to be national champions, heroes, heroines, just superstars. Um, and one that comes to mind straight away for me is Stephanie Millwood, who is a, yes, a Paralympic swimmer with gold, silvers and whatever coming out of her, you know, every yeah. pore. She's amazing. And she was a Dreamflight child. She was, uh, along with Liz Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, lovely story about this. She's patron of Dreamflight now uh-huh. with Ian Poulter. Um, was she was on flying to Beijing for the Beijing uh, Paralympics, and when they landed, she was told her mother had died, and uh, so they obviously said to her, "You can fly home." And I remember her telling me years ago. She said, "But Pat," she said, "I thought, what's the point? Mum's not there. I can't do anything. So all I can do is stay and get gold." And she did. Wow! And Bless she's her. now patron. Bless her. But we've got thirty-seven Paralympic medals now. Yes. Natasha Baker's another one. Yes. Uh, the um, question um, show jumper. Yes. She's brilliant. And uh, so they all want to, what's nice, they all want to come back and do something. Yes. They want to come to the party or the, the departure. Because they can inspire other, other children. Of course they can. We've got two in our professional golfers, can you believe? Amazing. I met one of them. Oh, you did, Aidan? Yes, I met one of them. And I just thought, wow. To have a charity that can literally give you a new lease of life, to show Mm. you that there are opportunities out there, that your disabilities, your illness should not, could not, must not hold you back. And if you're determined, you go for it. That's amazing. It is. And, you know, what amazes me about these children, they're they're even coming back as escorts now. Aidan came back as an escort with two children to look after. One came back as a doctor. We got one who's now was a a cameraman on the trip. He was a dream flight child. And it's so lovely to have them back, you know. Yeah. The only thing that worried me was the other day I was in my village shop and there's a girl there who came on the very first one. And she was in a mobility scooter. And whenever she's having a moan and now I'm telling her <laughs> off, you see, and other people in the shop think, who's she to tell her off? I said, it's all right, it's one of my dream flight children. <laughs> and I was in there the other day and she was having, and I said, oh, Claire, for goodness sake, what's the matter with you? And she said, <laughs> Mummy Pat, I'm menopausal. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought... She's 46 now, <laughs> and that made me feel old because she came when she was, what, 14-year-old. <laughs> oh, that's so brilliant. That's where Dreamflight's gone. <laughs> oh, that is absolutely um, priceless. <laughs> we fell apart. We had a few laughs. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. But, no, it's – when we land off on Dreamflight, I talk to them all, and I say, 
Now, I want you to all set your goals. And they'll all be different levels. Yes. Because of your various Absolutely. disabilities. But set your own goal and try and achieve it. And do come back and let us know. Yes. And they are. They and I don't know if I told you, we've now launched Beyond Dreamflight. No. Mm. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Well, it's, it's come about because I don't want to... You, you give them a fantastic time. Yes. And I don't just want to dump them back and think we don't care. Because some of them don't, you know, t- from particularly up the north and, and, and Scotland, maybe don't have so much money and, and things as us except down yes. south. Yes, And um, so I want to be there to help them. And we've just given out, um, one young girl's just been accepted to train for the Paralympic basketball. And these special wheelchairs are three thousand pounds. So her and her parents have fundraised two. We just give oh, them the last thousand. Oh, how lovely! And uh, so it's some things don't cost us, yeah, money. One um, blind boy wants to be a cameraman. Oh, bless him! So one of our cameramen, he set up a little thing uh, to film, and he let him film it, tapping his shoulder to move the camera. Oh, gosh! So that didn't cost, but he yes. achieved it. Yes, yes. So this How is fantastic. I just want them to feel that they are somebody yes, in life. Yes, absolutely. And they can go on. And you know? when you get that feeling of being, you know, of you are somebody, yeah. it, it makes you go on to achieve more. Yeah. Because it gives you the confidence to do it. It inspires you to do it. It pushes yeah. you to do it. You know, so it's just nice to have that springboard to actually realise I can do it. Well, it is. It's interesting because I forgot to say about the Dreamflight song. It was mm-hmm. sung by Dreamflight Children. Oh, lovely. Um and one of them wants to be a singer and dancer, so we're helping to send her to a, a, a song and dance school. Indeed. Where does she live? Because, of course, we've she's got the Jackie Palmer Stage School associated with Wickham Sound. That's right. No, <laughs> she's up the north somewhere. And there's one by... We have one in Manchester. Really? Yeah. Let's have a look at that. Ah, have Let's a look. Go back and have a look. to the office and find out. Yeah. Yeah. So that was... Um, so I just want to help them, should they want to help... Let, let them know we are there. Of course. Them. I think that's wonderful because yeah. then it's not just that one-off thing then, is it? So there's a bit of continuity. There's, it is. It's not just, I've gone on the trip, that's it, it's over. Yeah. It's, you know, there is the continuity there, which is amazing. But you've, you've inspired young people to go on and, and just to challenge themselves mm. and to see what they can achieve in their lives, which is amazing. Um, because I think that's one of the biggest difficulties these days because there is so much available to young people. It's almost as though they don't have to challenge themselves. It all falls into place somehow on a yeah. silver platter and it'll all just work out and happen somehow. But when you do challenge yourself... Wow, the achievements are just, it's just, it's so empowering, isn't it? It's yeah. just so empowering. And I think one thing, like, um, we get them to go on the stage uh, out of the party nights over there and sing. And they say, I've never done this before. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Oh, I love they a good karaoke. And watch their faces when they come up. I've done it. Oh, bless it's them. It's just, you, you think, oh, that's so, so lovely. Lovely. You know, Absolutely lovely. So you've done all of this uh-huh. and you've also got a book. You've got you've written books. I know you've written books. I've seen books. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, and my dream flights. Indeed, and because your your own life has been so exciting, because um, you've gone. I, I remember the stories that you were telling at this AGM about the different um, aircraft that you travelled on, how you went from this to that, and all sort of iconic planes, if you like. Yeah. And I mean, it's amazing. So you know, tell us a little bit about you. Well, the first part of my book uh, is my flying career because mm-hmm. I flew for thirty nine years. And I flew two months with the Queen. Mm-hmm. Wow! So the first part of the book is that, uh, is that, and the second part is the history of dream flights. And uh, I am absolutely so thrilled that um, British Airways are going to, um, for their hundred years, are painting a 
uh, a 747 back in the BOAC livery. Yeah. And uh, the so ones that we'll all remember. The navy blue. Yes. Godspeed. Yes. So, um, yes, I'm going to be invited back to see it. Oh, so. how lovely. That's, That's so lovely. lovely. And, and British Airways must be so proud of you because you were a member of their team. You've gone on to create this amazing charity. You've got the support of some amazing people around you. Yeah. Um, you've, you've, you know, you've managed to sort of snap your fingers and a plane happens and 192 children get flown off to Florida. Well, we do charter it. <laughs> <laughs> but the ground staff and, and, and a lot of staff are so supportive. Yes. And I'm very, very grateful to them all. It's, but it's, it's just fantastic because I've seen some of the clips as well. And you've got bands and you've got the, the police and the military and they all come oh. out and support and they're all playing and they're all welcoming. I mean, I mean... It, to me, I mean, could it be overwhelming for these children, or is the atmosphere just so wonderful that they just take it all in? And it's I all think just they just basketball. take it all in. But talking about the band, here's a nice little story. You're yes. right. We we now have the RAF Junior Marching Band from RAF Holton. Yes, come down. And last year, I was invited back when they were at summer camp. They said they phoned up the commandant phoned me up. Said you promised. They said is Pat coming because she promised to come and see us. Yes. So I said yeah, I'll come up. So I thought I'd pop in for a couple of hours, which they let me go at nine o'clock at night in the end. <laughs> but they had a surprise for me. And there was one of their senior cadets, girl, in her cadet uniform. And they said, go on, Edris, tell Pat. And she then just qualified as a stewardess. Oh, wow. And she was doing her first trip on the Friday. Oh, wow. So her aim, in fact, she lives in High Wycombe. She, um, her aim is she wants to raise some money to try and be on the crew next year so her band can march her to the oh, aeroplane. Oh, fantastic. So it doesn't just affect the children's yes. lives. What's her name? Edris. If anybody knows Edris out there, and Edris, if you're listening, you, you know, you've now got the support of the whole of High Wycombe behind you <laughs> to raise that money for you to be a crew member. Yeah, that would yeah, be fantastic. that would be amazing. Let's yeah. see if we can do that. So this time next year, come back and talk to us. And let's see if we made that happen. Okay, fine. That'd be good. So, yes. hi, Wickham. We have, a, we have something we have to do here. We have a job to do. So, we're going to get behind Edris. We're going to raise that money for her to be on the flight. And we're going to send her out with Dream Flight and get her marched up to the flight with the um, RAF Junior Marching Jun- Band from Halton. Yeah. From Halton, yes, indeed. How fabulous. Oh, oh that's, that's something to plan for. Yeah. Let's do it, Wickham. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. She's a Wickham girl. She is. She's yeah. a Wickham girl. Let's do it for her. That would be just amazing. So you've created this charity. You've had an amazing career yourself. You're going to see in this new plane when it comes in with the old livery colours. I mean, yeah. how exciting. What, what's in the future for yourself and for Dreamflight? I think we're still only going to do one big trip a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in, that's probably enough to organise. Yeah, I mean, to, to try and get that number of medics to do, mm. to get another flight. And Liz Johnson said to me when we were discussing it, she said, but if you did more than one, it wouldn't be special It wouldn't be anymore. special. It'd be like we are the only one day. in the world yeah. that does it. It's amazing. And uh, She's yeah. right. She is right. She is absolutely yeah, right. Because if you had Christmas every day, that wouldn't be special. If you had your birthday every day, that wouldn't be special. That's right. So, so they are specially chosen they yes. are handpicked yes and so it is very special for them as we say it's a holiday of a lifetime but it's also hopefully changing their life indeed indeed and well. what about for you personally i'm just going to carry on doing you just it carry on uh, hobnobbing with all the all the all the hoi polloi out there <laughs> i'm very privileged in what i do um and I get to meet fantastic people. I know you it. do. I love reading your um, your social media when you're meeting <laughs> this person and that person. Yeah, so it's it's, uh, but it's nice to know we get the support from people. So mm-hmm. I will carry on doing it as long as I can. Mm-hmm. Basically, the the girl, I have to say, my lovely girls in the office, they um, 
are my support, and they do they do all the hard everyday work. Yes. And I just go out and enjoy myself now and well, do all the PR. As it should be. But I love my girls in the office. Well, that's They're instead of advertising, team. you see. Yeah. Exactly. So you go out there, you work extremely hard, and you make it sound as if you're just having fun. But it is hard work being on the road all the time. You know, going here, there, and everything. Yes, you might get fed and watered, yeah. but, stay, you know, packing to stay in different places constantly just so you can talk to people about this amazing charity. It is, because I give lectures on my book, you see. Yes. And I'm going, I was down in Bournemouth last week yes. doing one. So it's amazing how Indeed. far-reaching those are. Absolutely. So if anybody wants to book you to come to an event, uh, you have to pay for this, by the way, because the money goes towards charity. Um, so if they want to book you, how do they find you? Um, through the Dreamflight office, you can go through there, www.dreamflight.org. Brilliant. So go on the website. You can track um, Pat Pierce down. She's an amazing lady. She's a fantastic speaker, as I said right at the beginning of this. The only person that has ever made me propel myself out of a, a seat and stagger down, you know, trying to run in these nine-inch heels down an aisle just to give her a big hug because I was so moved by her story and by what she was telling us mm. about this flight and about dream flight and about the children and what, they, what she does for them. Um, you are an amazing woman. I know you don't think so. And I know you keep <laughs> no, saying no, it's the people around, but you are. You are an amazing woman because it takes somebody like you to lead a project like this to make it happen. If you hadn't done it, would it have happened? Well, you know the answer, no, because it's still the only one in the world. Oh. You said so yourself. <laughs> Thank you, Mimi. So it's been such a joy and a pleasure. Would you believe our hour is up? I can't believe it. It's no. just flown. We just, we, chatted. We just <laughs> And we've got so much more we could talk about. But let's come back in a year's time. Okay. And Wickham, let's see if you've raised the money to send this new stewardess who is part of the RAF Holton Junior Band to send her off on a flight with Dreamflight to help with one of these amazing holidays for these children who so thoroughly deserve the break. It, Pat, it's been fantastic having you on the show. Thank you um, so much. Oh, it's been a joy and a pleasure. I, I just wish we had more time. I've just got <laughs> so much more I want to ask you. But your final song choice, please, for us. Well, it's sailing because since giving up flying, one thing I really like to do and get a break is to go on cruises. Lovely. And I've even lectured on the Queen Elizabeth on a half-world cruise so about my book. So. I've been incredibly lucky in my life, the oh, things I've done. Bless you. I, I don't know about lucky. I think it's, it's you know, well-deserved. It's just something that happens when you create something so amazing. So it's been such a joy, such a pleasure. I feel honoured to have had you as a guest today. I'm really pleased that you could make it in. It's, uh, I hope you've enjoyed listening to the lovely Pat Pierce out there. And it's just been such, just so, so inspirational just inspirational and i've enjoyed every second thank you again and if there's anything we can do to help you please let us know but wickham you have a job to do for this time next year so <laughs> thank you again we're going to go out on sailing by rod stewart and uh, again pat it's been delightful thank you so much for inviting me it's lovely to see you again Bimmy. too it's been great to catch up and thank you all for listening out there you've been listening to mimi harker this is mimi meets and you've been listening on Wickham Sound. You've been listening to a podcast from Wickham Sound. To find out more, head to wickhamsound.org.uk.